Welcome to another episode of the Zenpreneur Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want more money and less stress. The Zenpreneur Podcast is hosted by serial entrepreneur and high-performance coach Mario Lanzarotti. Listen as Mario and his inspiring guests share the insights, strategies, and habits that allow you to grow your business with peace of mind so you can enjoy more wealth and freedom. Learn how to build the mindset and habits you need to find the balance between a successful business and a thriving personal life. And now, here is your host, Mario Lanzarotti. Hello and welcome, beautiful people. This is your host, Mario Lanzarotti. Welcome to the Zenpreneur Podcast. Today, I am very excited because I have the honor and pleasure of interviewing a dear friend and an absolute powerhouse. Her name is Hannah Barlett Alonso. She is an integrative healing expert, a best-selling author, and the founder of the School of Integrative Healing. Integrative Healing is an all-encompassing system of healing, life, and business that is a long-term approach to true holistic transformation. And I can underline that. There's a lot of us to go into. These healing practices that the School of Holistic uh, Integrative Healing provides are all part of Hannah's life's work and the essence of all her teachings. She's a firm believer in having fun, yes to that, whilst doing the personal and business work. She believes that you can have it all, wealth, health, success, and greatness, as well as rest, joy, love, connection, and lightness, even during challenging time. Hannah guides her clients to open themselves up to higher and higher levels of abundance in all of their offerings through multiple self-healing modalities. Holy cow, I'm excited. I want all of that. Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I, I think that's the first time that I've heard my, my bio being spoken back to me. And I'm like, yes, I, 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 you know, we wrote it so like, yes, that's true. I do believe in fun. Yes, self-healing, <laughs> I agree. I agree with me. <laughs> Now, these things that you share, I'm down with them 100%. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs want that. Like when they hear that, it's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. But so few actually have that. And I'm wondering, how did you get to the realization of having all of these integral parts of running a business? How did you come to that conclusion? Tell us a little bit about your story. So I think I'm different to a lot of entrepreneurs because a lot of entrepreneurs decide that they want to become an entrepreneur. And that wasn't really my journey. I kind of just fell into it through doing the work that I was doing. And then I realized the work that I'd always been doing was the key to the success that people want. So let me like kind of rewind back so that statement makes sense. I got into this work when I was 19, right? I was 19. I was studying psychology. Um, that's 11 years ago. I'm 30 now. So I was studying psychology at university. I was um, externally what looked like a very successful person. You know, I got grades. I finished uni with ex like awards because my, my marks were so high. Um, you know, I, was, I had boyfriend and friends, but I was deeply unhappy. <laughs> very, very unhappy. I struggled with anxiety and depression. And when I was diagnosed with all of these things, I learned that this was something that my family was holding. So my mum was diagnosed with her first mental breakdown at 19 and she had a breakdown pretty much every single year until she passed away. And so, yeah. yeah. And 
when I realized that I've seen my mum, she's done everything that we're told to do. She takes her medication. She's a good girl. She conforms, she behaves, and that she was still in the same place 30 years later, right? I thought mm. to myself, well, then really, there must be something else. And simultaneously in the same month, in the same 30 days, so this really was like a growth by fire, my mother was diagnosed with cancer for the first time. And it really, um, even though it was hard, even though it was challenging, it was one of the best things that could happen to me because my perspective of life changed of, wow, we can't take anything for granted. You're in this situation. You've seen people take the conventional route. You've seen the end result. What's your move? What's your play? And so I made a commitment at 19 that I would learn how to heal. And then I later, when my mum got diagnosed with terminal cancer and I became a full-time carer, I made a further commitment to learn how to heal and then bring it to the world because it wasn't something that we had access to or we knew that existed in really critical times in our life. Now, I eventually came into the self-healing work because I had a lot to heal, right? I learned that I came from a family of refugees and trauma and blah, blah, blah. There's a whole story there. But ultimately, I wanted to feel better in my life. What I learned was that it's the exact same work that got me from bad to okay to good that would take me to great to excellent to unbelievable to, oh, my God, she's so lucky. Why does everything work for her? It's the exact mm. same. It's the exact same work that I did then that I bring into business, right? And this is why I always talk about how business is multidimensional. People think it's practical. People think it's structural. People think it's just strategy. But you're actually not using your greatest asset, which is yourself, right? And that's where mastery and true success and this feeling of having it all can really start to come into play. Mm, I love that. And there's so much for me to dissect with you. And now let's qualify, what, let's, let's distinguish what does healing even mean? Because I hear this word being thrown around in the personal self-development community so much, and there are so many different approaches to it. And I'm wondering, how would you define healing? And also, why do you think this is such an important focus point for entrepreneurs, you speaking into the multidimensionality of a business? What is healing? So a lot of people... And, and I think there's a, 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 mis, a misconception of healing. People think that healing is I'm depressed and I want to feel better. Or my life is hugely bad, something terrible is happening and I want to feel better. For me, mm. healing is more about self-mastery, right? Self-mastery mm. emotionally, self-mastery mentally, self-mastery physically, self-mastery spiritually, self-mastery energetically, right? In the end, it's not just about the self, but it's about becoming the most refined tool that we can be. That's what it means for me, right? So as an entrepreneur, you are, and I always say this to my clients, like you have to understand that you're walking a path that's not yet trodden. There are paths that we have given, right? That are options. But if you decide to be an entrepreneur, it's because part of you says, I want something different. Yeah. Now to go from desire to experiencing having you're going to face things you just are right i believe in fun i believe in ease i believe in lightness but i also believe in bravery <laughs> and i also believe in being able to resolve problems and all of these different aspects so as an entrepreneur or as a ceo or a visionary right 
being the best that you can be on all levels is only going to increase the likelihood of your business. Let me give you an example. Some examples. Let me tell you something that I see regularly that is to do with healing that blocks entrepreneurs, right? I predominantly work with women, but this is in women and men. So we, we decide that we're going to build a business. We've got these really, really beautiful ideas. We're like, this is going to be it. This is amazing. This is going to be great, right? Mm. And then we start to face challenge, right? Mm. Oh, that launch didn't quite go how I wanted it to. Or, oh, I, I had that goal and then I missed it, right? And, oh, um, that client asked for a refund. And I had a contract, but I'm scared to hold someone to a contract because what if they don't like me? Um, or, oh, I said something on social media and someone called me unethical. How do I feel about that? Or, oh, um, I've got to speak in front of people and that activates all of my trauma. there's there's so many scenarios right that entrepreneurialism will activate now people think that it's just about being our best in all the best moments but being an entrepreneur is actually learning who do you be in those challenging icky situations right do you have the internal resources because that's what it's about to deal with the obstacles and challenges that you'll face on the journey right Are you able to hold someone to a contract even if they don't like you? Are you able to hold boundaries in your business? Are you able to run a team effectively? How do you lead yourself? How do you lead others? If you have uh, something anxiety provoking coming up, do you have the tools to regulate yourself? Like these tiny micro moments is what adds up to success. And so my journey to success doesn't make sense to normal business people. I didn't have business experience. And I created a million, right? In three and a half years. The first year without even having a business. I don't know what I was doing, right? (laughs) My second year in business, we did 580,000. My accountants have never seen this before. And it doesn't make sense because people look at me and they're like, you come from the healing world. And I'm like, yes, but that's everything. I mastered Mm -hmm. myself so I can master the business. And that gets to be an ongoing progress right? As you expand and greater level wealth will require greater levels of mastery. Yeah. I love this. This is, you're the first person that I've spoken to and I've spoken to a lot of people about this topic that has made it so clear that from what I understand, healing equals self mastery. And in that context, then, like you said, Healing becomes the number one priority or should be the number one priority for every single entrepreneur. Because to me, self-mastery is about having the discipline and the focus necessary to stay with the course that you set. And what I often see in entrepreneurs is they set a course, you know, let's say you and I both have coaching business. Let's say, okay, we're going to do a coaching business. Okay, so I'm going to start out with one offer. I have my high ticket offer, like a, a one-on-one or a group. As I go along, you know, it's going well. Then I start hearing about other coaches. Oh, I'm doing this launch for this course in this low ticket item and I want to sell it because I read this book about, you know, if you do that, it's going to be so easy to scale. I'm going to start doing that. Oh, I, by the way, I also have heard about this Mario guy who has a podcast. I totally want to do a podcast. Oh, and I also want to start running events. 
And so one thing to the next, to the next, and then you go back to the initial plan, which was scale the business with these two offers. So I think what you're talking about is so key because it allows you to stay the course until you get to a level where say, now I've reached a level of saturation that now gives me the funds and the time and the energy to invest in other things. And so what would you say, you know, I've started a little bit, what, what do you say is sort of the difference between a healed quote unquote, not sure if you could ever get to f that full forever healing. It looks, sounds like a process um, to somebody who is embodying that and somebody who is not, what are sort of the advantages that a self-mastered healed person has? There's so many. I want to speak to what you've just said before that and then and then answer the question. I saw yeah. the Hormozy Reel yesterday and the Hormozy Reel was talking about people fail in business because they're too focused on needing the end now and that you need to master the middle. Mm. And I think that's exactly mm. what you're saying and that's exactly what the healing work is. The middle gets to be joy. The middle gets to be fun. The middle isn't bad, right? And Abraham Hicks has got this sentence and, and Abraham Hicks says that you think it's the thing that you want, but it's actually the journey to what you want that you want. Because when we arrive, we don't want it anymore. That's the thing we desire. The second that you have it, you can't desire it. It's a different energy, right? So we're yeah. always going to be in desire. There's nothing wrong with desire. Desire fuels the human being, but it's who you be on the journey towards your desires that makes up your life, right? That makes up your business. I had the, the fortune to be brought up by my father, who is an oddball <laughs> he's a norwegian crime fiction translator and a marathon runner right so from a very cool. young age isn't that interesting my, everyone's like what does your dad do at school i was not cool at school you can probably guess this um and they're like, what does your dad do i'm like he translates norwegian crime fiction novels into english <laughs> but he's still that doing so it cool. seven, five, yeah <laughs> and he speaks seven languages and, and he was a marathon runner so from a oh, very wow. young I was educated on putting one foot in front of the other, whatever the step was, however big the step was, however little the step was. Now, what's really interesting is that people underestimate the compound effect. So I've been putting one step in front of the other, right? For three and a half years. That's why I make the money that I make, right? Because I'm relentless, but not in a masculine way, just in that I wake up and I do the things that I need to do. And then the next day <laughs> until it arrives. And I believe that my success is inevitable if I do that. Now, here's the thing with someone that's done the healing work and someone that hasn't, okay? Let's say when I'm putting one step in front of the other, I'm triggered. Let's say something does not go as planned. Let's say my launch fails. Someone that understands self-mastery and self-regulation, firstly, will understand self-responsibility. So if I have a failed launch, which has happened in these three and a half years, I'll take a step back and I'll be like, okay, this is my responsibility not in a heavy way, what in me created this? What can I change, right? How can I respond to this in a way that's growth orientated? How can I decide today that this failed launch is the reason that I make a million in da da da, right? So that's the healed perspective. Life isn't owning you, you own life, that's the difference. If you've not practiced self-mastery, you fail at launch, and guess what, you're a victim. The launch failed, you're never gonna win, and we're gonna have a pity party for two months and you're not getting out of your bed. Well, it's very hard to build a business when you live yeah. way. Yeah. So are you yeah. living in my emotions are completely affected and manipulated by my external environment? Or do I choose to be bigger than that? 
and do I choose to rise? That's what self-mastery is. So non-circumstantially am I determined. Non-circumstantially do I show up for my clients. Non-circumstantially do I sell. And I built my business in the ultimate grief, the loss of my mother. Have I ever experienced training greater than that? And so sometimes I can seem uncompassionate, which surprises people because I'm a tiny five foot three woman who teaches healing. But I'm like, you're bigger than this situation. It's actually because I see people's power and I don't see that situations and environments are more powerful than us. Yeah. I love this so much. You know, there's <laughs> a few elements in there, but just to go into the last point that you made, I think it's so big. And I very much share your sentiment because I often come across to certain people as um, not human because I'm not going into this, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like you, where I'm like, I take a stand for the heal you. I take a stand for your power, for your greatness. I don't take a stand for your victim identity, which isn't even real or true. And so you also brought in something earlier, like a slight notion. You said, this is what taking responsibility looks like. And then you said, not in a heavy way, because I often see entrepreneurs go down the path of believing that taking responsibility means blaming myself and beating myself up. It's like, oh God, how could I screw this up? I didn't send out this email on the Monday. I missed it. Oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I'm such a loser. What that does is exactly what you said. It will lead to you now for the next one or two or three months showing up with 50% of your capacity because the, the, the back of your mind is busy beating itself up about what you think you should have done or the mistakes you did do and didn't do, whatever. All that stuff is just accumulating and it's just additional weight. And I always say to, to people, entrepreneurship, I look at it like a marathon. And you know, as a marathon runner, you're going to run this marathon. That's clear. That's what you do. But why would you choose to do it with extra 200 pounds on your shoulders? What's the point? Just so you can run and then people can look on the side. Oh, look at this guy. Look how much he's suffering. He's really putting in the work because suffering so much. It's like, no, it doesn't make any sense. Drop the weight, put a smile on. And have fun. And you, as you're saying, you know, these processes, they allow you while you're running the marathon to breathe and to have more access to inner resources, which you can then use to make better decisions in your business. And if you do that over three and a half years, if you're as, as good as uh, Hannah, you get to a million in your business. Yes. And can I, can I say something that's a bit edgy? Because I feel like we're very much on the same page. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to go there. We're going to go there and I'm going to give some tough love, hard truths. But if you can take this on board, like it really changes the game in business. So I hear a lot of entrepreneurs saying that it's too much pressure or there's too much stress or they have to do too many things. Now, when you strip back the reality, right? What creates overwhelm? What creates stress and pressure? Is it the doing with too many things or is it the energy that you're living in? 
if you're living in an energy of there is not enough hours in the day, everything that I do is just going to fail. No one's going to like my Instagram post. <laughs> um, I shouldn't have decided to be an entrepreneur in the first place. Um, I'm embarrassing my mom, whatever, you know, guess what? You're going to feel stress, pressure and overwhelm. But is it because there is stress, pressure and overwhelm or is it your relationship to the business? Okay, so how do we go through? <laughs> so how do we work through stress, pressure and overwhelm? It's an inner game, right? It's an inner game. I can do so much these days, right? I can hold so many plates. This doesn't mean that I do for the sake of doing. This doesn't mean that I don't rest. I'm also extremely lazy, okay, simultaneously. But I don't experience overwhelm because I have a neutral, emotional relationship and attachment to the results, right? Overwhelm yeah. is a sign of fear in your system. Yes. It's not a sign that business is too hard or too much. And I just want to clean that up because I think yeah. it's really important for us to understand yeah. it and take yeah. the responsibility to deal with our emotional relationships with money, with wealth, with success, with entrepreneurship, whatever it is, okay? Yes. Because we've got too many people out there speaking about how overwhelmed they are and blaming it on external things instead of looking inside. I'm just yeah. going to throw that in there. Boom, <laughs> mic drop. Such an important point. My dear people, pay attention. Pay very close attention because you're doing what she said not to do right now in at least one area of your life. And I'm... 100% on board with you because life is all about relationships. Everything is about the way we relate to the thing that we relate to. You know, take relationships. Some people with their parents. Oh, my parents are so bad. They're so toxic. They raised me in this way. It's because of them. I am this way. And then I'm like, always, always ask this question. Do you think there's going to be a person in, in your parents' life who's, who might say the complete opposite about this person? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I said, well, who's right? Who's wrong? And so you both have one way of looking at the person through the way you relate. But the way you relate to whatever you relate, in case this person says more about you than it says about the other person. Because you, the moment you change the way you relate to this thing, the thing that you relate to completely changes. And that's exactly, I fully underline with your point. I rarely, if ever, feel overwhelmed or burned out any of these things because I use these tools that, that we're talking about on a daily basis. And sometimes, and we can talk about it as well because I'm interested on your perspective on this, it's not a day-to-day -day tool. Sometimes I take myself out for like a reset, a retreat, uh, a complete cut off from things. I go into nature and I'm just immersed in nature because it just gives me such a fresh perspective to life. But to your point, I think is the way we relate to life is the way that life occurs to us. And I'm wondering what are a few ways people can shift that relationship towards a more abundant way of relating? The, the, I think the first step is always you're 100% responsible for your reality. We have to accept that. We have to accept that. That was the thing that foundationally um, changed my life. You know, I did a shamanic training. I worked with Bob Proctor. All of these big, big trainings I've done, we start with this piece. And so that means that you're 100% responsible for your feelings. You're 100% responsible for what you're allowing in your life. And only then. And note that responsibility is different to blame. Responsibility is empowering because change can happen. Right? Blame feels heavy. 
You know if you're taking responsibility because it feels good. <laughs> and you know if you're blaming yourself because it feels bad. It's 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 kind of that simple, right? Um, and so uh, there's so many things. One of the biggest things that really shifted me out of overwhelm because I was someone that was overwhelmed. You know, I was I was chronically, you know, I, I'd been a carer for three years. My nervous system was fried. I'd lost sense of self, you know, and... Oh. I, I did come from this background of a lot of trauma. You know, my family were refugees and I'm not going to go into the whole story, but there was a lot in my lineage. Now, mm. one pathway could have been, oh, poor me. Oh, poor me, I was born into this family. My mum, and this is a big personal thing, there's a bit of a trigger warning, so you can cut this out if you want, but my mum tried to commit suicide when she was pregnant with me and then she was put on antidepressants for the final three months of the trimester. So I oh. was born heavy emotionally. And I remember this my whole younger life, and it, it wasn't surprising that I had depression and all of these. I, I mean, I was probably depressed as a child, you know, even though it was incongruent my childhood because I was loved and it was happy. And I can go into the whys of that in a different conversation and speak to that. But for, for, for now, for what you've answered, there could have been a point where I was starting to build my business. I was completely dysregulated on a nervous system level. I had a lot of trauma in my body. I could have blamed externally. Oh, well, this is just the start that I was given. You know, most mums don't try to commit suicide. Most mums aren't sectioned when they're pregnant. And I could have felt really sorry for myself. And that wouldn't have got me anywhere, right? What got me somewhere being like, okay, it's not fair that that happened. It's not fun that that happened, right? But it's my responsibility to heal and change. And it's my responsibility to deal with the chronic overwhelm and the chronic stress that I experienced, by the way. Um, because like I said, I've been on this journey personally. And so I said yes to that. And then I started saying yes to different modalities. So I teach a lot of trauma work to my entrepreneurs, because when you've got trauma in the body, the nervous system is naturally on fight or flight. So we want to sort that out. We do a lot of emotional release. We do a lot of like neurological reprogramming. So I really do believe in the body work, right? Um, you know, to mean that you can get into a, this is what I mean by business is multidimensional. Like my physical body, the health of my physical body impacts the, the health of my business. So for yes. me, <laughs> it was a long time, you know, where I had to do all of this deep trauma processing. But on a much simpler level, I worked with Bob Proctor. I mean, I could answer this question forever, but I'm going to give you two aspects. I worked with Bob Proctor about two and a half years ago before he passed away. And people in the somatic space tend to look down on thought work. Isn't that funny? You know, spiritual one-upmanship. Oh, my modality is better than your modality. I don't believe in that. I believe <laughs> that we all get to be friends and everything has got an appropriate purpose, right? And we don't have to prove anything to anyone. But um, <laughs> it was really amazing because I've got this deep somatic work and what Bob Proctor does, some people in the somatic space look down on, he's, he was extraordinary. He was, he was the epitome oh. of mastery, right? And he teaches thought awareness it's not complicated it's not it's 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 you, you don't need a big book to learn about it you basically observe yeah. and watch your thoughts and you take responsibility for everything that you think and it will absolutely yeah. change your life and so it started small things of what are the thoughts that i think when i start my day what are the stories yeah. that i tell myself right me and my partner we broke up last year um and we got back together better than ever and it wasn't because he changed it's because i changed how i thought we now have the most sensational relationship that I never dreamed that I would have. It's so beyond what I thought was possible for me, right? Because, you know, I also have a history of, of abuse and all of these things. So, you know, 
I say to people, I'm like, I understand where you've been because I've been there, you know? Um, he didn't change. I changed. Your business is not going to change until you change how you think about it, how you create it every single day. Yeah. The final thing that I'll say is that I was on a Steve Hardington event. Do you know Steve Hardington? Uh, rings a bell, but not. can you clarify? He's the ultimate coach. He's famous for charging ah, two yes. thousand. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you know? Yes. People think a lot of things about Steve Hansen, but this is what I'll say. I have never seen anyone embody the thought work with more precision and self-responsibility. And he is a living mm. testimony of what is possible, right? Of what is possible when we actually become aware of our thoughts when we actually take responsibility for how we're creating our day every single day. Because you think waking up and being like, this is going to be a terrible, stressful day, isn't going to impact your life. And yet it does. Because you think that every day, and then you've got a horrible, stressful life. You wake up mm. every single day, and you tell yourself the story of what you want to live. Well, guess what? You are starting to master your destiny, and it gets to be that simple. Boom! Man! So, 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 so good. Oh, God. Just, it just brings up all this energy in me because I feel so connected to what you just said. And I fully agree. See, I have gone through a shift over the past, say, year or two where I noticed that I was meditating a lot less, like sitting down in the morning, sitting down in the evening. And I had an honest conversation with myself. It's like, well, Why am I not doing that? Am I not doing because I'm avoiding something? Do I not want to see if there's something bubbling up and I don't want to deal with that? And I was like, no, no, it's not that. And I was like, well, what is it? And at some point I got to the realization that now a lot of my day is a meditation. Like a lot of the times I'm sitting and I'm breathing and I'm listening. See, I, I do this little thought experiment sometimes when I'm in groups with other people I observe it my I look at my body I look at how I'm sitting I look at the way that I am with other people other men especially other men that I perceive as more successful than me I look at what my body does and the moment my body does this and for those who are not seeing it but like turning to the left and my shoulders coming in sort of like a protective stance or like I cross my arms I'm like oh that's interesting and then I check into my mind. I was like, what's the conversation going on? And then sometimes I catch a little, oh, look at this guy, you know, he's like, he's so successful. Who are you? And I was like, I'm smiling. And in my mind to myself, I said, hello, ego. That's, that's okay. That's okay. I love you. You're safe. It's all fine. Nothing to worry here. And as, as I do that, I can feel my whole body go, ah, relax. And the conversation goes away. So what you're saying really is this process of, of cultivating that ongoing sense of awareness. You get up in the morning. What's your first thought? Ugh, I don't want to get up. Oh, it's going to be stressful. Most of us, I feel, are not aware of this, of that voice, because we're so in autopilot. We're just going through the motions. Just repeat the same thing again and again and again with the same people. And there's no reflective process in there. And sometimes, as you point out, the trauma is so strong in the body that people can't even get there. They can't even get to listening because they're constantly trying to survive. 
So that's what I'm hearing, how one of the most important elements in healing is to heal trauma. And the reason you want to do that is because it will move you out of the constant fight or flight state, which if you think about the nature of the mind, the nature of the mind, it wants to avoid change because it wants to keep uh, you in a place where things are going happening and, and taking place in the same way because that creates consistency and that creates a, a sense of control and safety. So change is the opposite to that. So when you're in fight or flight, trying to implement a new habit, whatever that looks like for you, is almost impossible because your mind is constantly like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? So how can you ever change? So that's what I'm hearing is one of those most important elements. And there is this concept that you you and I talked about before the podcast uh, that you pointed out that I would love to dive in and see how maybe people can relate to. Because there's a difference in life, as you point out, between power and force. And I'm wondering, how does that play into the entrepreneurial journey and relate to what we talked about so far yeah so it's really interesting this has been an absolute journey for me and i think it will be a journey for a lot of entrepreneurs so mm. depending on where we've been coached in business uh we tend to have a divide right um online on coaches we tend to have people that i lovingly call the bro marketers which i love i mean i love all marketers i love got nothing against them but the bro market speaks you. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean when I talk? I do. Uh, this is great. This is... And they're like, tell us about the bro marketers. Pardon? <laughs> I said, tell us about the bro marketers. <laughs> I mean, you can see that my mind is like this, like very active. <laughs> but uh, the bro marketers, and it's a loving nickname, okay? It's love it. And they're like, they release the courses like five steps to your first six figures, you know, like, you know, <laughs> elbow grease is the way to success, like the 5IM club, you know, like all of these bro marketers would have a heart attack if they saw how I lived. And then when they see how much money I make, they would be, they would, that, that, that it just wouldn't compute. And this was a big thing with me and my partner. My partner was in the military, in the Navy for 13 years, right? Mm. And he used to really trigger him. He's like, honey, you don't get out of bed till 11. You just made 20,000. That doesn't make sense to me. What are you doing? Like, what are your secrets? Like, so we've been really told that the, the harder that you work, right, the more likely you are to make cash. Now, here's the problem mm. with this. There is a limit to hard work, right? And there is a limit to the hours that you have in a day. And so yeah. there's a limit to how much you can make if your financial success is dependent on elbow grease. Yes. And you're actually missing the magic of life. And so this business model, I lovingly call force. It's like, I will force the sale. I will manipulate the person to buy from me because I'm scared that if I don't manipulate the buy, then no one will buy, right? I'm, I'm, I'm living in the rat race, even though I left corporate. I still keep finding myself, it's the same rat, rat race, it's the same emotions that I'm feeling. I'm living in the frequency of fear and anxiety. I don't trust the process. I don't trust the journey. And the only thing that I have to leverage is working harder. So when things don't mm. work, 
what I'm going to do is push more, push more, push more until the point that my body either says no or you leave the business because it feels like shit, right? So that for me is building in force. And we do need strength and we do need some level of force, especially when you're beginning, right? Effort. Let's not use the word force. Let's use the word effort, right? Because sometimes people hear this and they overcorrect and they're like, oh, I just lay down and I manifest. No. (laughs) Power is different. Okay. So what is power? Power is where you understand that we live in an energetic universe, right? You understand that we don't just create through physical external movement, right? We create through action, yes, and we create metaphysically. So when we're in power, we are centered in both. We have mastered the energetics and we've mastered the practical and the physical. And it's not a question of either or, it's how do I move in both? So power is unlimited. Power is unlimited. When you tap into power, when you tap into source, when you tap into magic, that's when you get unpredictable, no makes, doesn't make sense results. I went from 10K months to a quarter of a million in three months. No one understood how. What was the big change? Okay. Do you want to know? Tell us. Wow. Yes. Now we're over there. Now I'm like, okay, tell me. <laughs> what did you do? What did you do? Oh, firstly, I play in, in the realm of the non-logical. I just dropped my Healy. Do you have one of these things? I put it on my phone. Oh, I know Healy. Um, I know quite a few people that do have it. Um, are you, are you happy with it? Yes. Can I finish this and then I'll tell you about the Healy? Exactly. Okay. Let's do that. And then Healy, come on. I want to hear. <laughs> um, <laughs> So how did I go this time last year, probably a little bit later? No, it was the year before. It was two years ago. I think we did our first quarter of a million three years ago. So until then, I was working with a marketing company. And the marketing Mm -hmm. company were great, but they were very logical. They were very masculine. It was very boring. It was a lot of hard work. Did not excite me. I used to do a lot of videos. I got bored of videos. I love doing videos now. But at the time, it was just like, it was like endless to-do lists. And I actually remember, okay, <laughs> crying on my bed, saying to Craig, my partner, of like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I, I literally can't work more. Like, this is, this is, I, what, this, this, this is not what I signed up for. No. And so I, I broke the contract the first time in my life. I lost all the money. I was like, but I don't care. It's not this. It's just not this. And I started working with one of Bob Proctor's coaches, Hina Khan. Now, Hina Khan teaches uh, laws of the universe, energetics, which is what I now teach as, as part of what I teach in business. And what a lot of people do when they get to the manifestation work, they're like, I'll believe it if it works. <laughs> I'll believe it if I see it. <laughs> They're like, I'm gonna dip my toe in, but I don't like to feel the feeling of failure because failure feels bad. So I'm gonna half try because I don't want to be a monkey. <laughs> That's not how I do life, right? <laughs> you know, it's true, right? I do life. I'm like, I don't totally. do anything. Like I haven't even looked, and I jumped off the cliff. And it's only when I'm in the water swimming, being like, huh, maybe sometime we should yeah. swim through this, right? But that's how I dived into the energetics work, the manifestation work. Mm. 
And so she said, don't feel doubt. And I went, okay, <laughs> I'm very susceptible. And I was like, okay, no doubt, no problem. Like it's gonna happen, Done. I'm really open for it happening. Like it makes me laugh now thinking about it. And, um, and I did all of the psycho-cybernetics work. I did all the Bob Proctor work. I mean, this is all the stuff that I teach. I, I, I did all of the work where you create the result in your unconscious mind. So there's tools to open your unconscious mind, step into your unconscious mind, reprogram your unconscious mind in a waking state and come out, right? And I just lived it and I just, I really, really did it. And then it happened and it blew my mind. I was like, I can't believe, like I, I, can't, I can believe it because I created it and I also can't believe it because it was so fast, right? And we can't always live in exponential growth because it's a spiral and sometimes we have to go through periods of like recalibration and destruction and, and this phases. So I don't wanna give you an, an incorrect idea so you feel if you're not always in exponential growth you're, you're doing it wrong you're not business is a brave path it's a healing path it's a it's a thing but but it was the 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 combination of strategy and energetics that exploded my business yeah yeah so is, is that essentially like you know what you just said to clarify like working out on a muscle like if i go to the gym and i work out on my upper body with my trainer the next day or two, I, th I feel pain and I'm not going to go right into that again. And my mobility in that, in that phase is, uh, is not as much as it is when I don't feel any of the pain, right? Not, now I can feel it, even lifting my arms, uh, there's not as much flexibility because the muscles are torn and they're rebuilding. Is that sort of the same process or a similar process? You mean energetics is going to the, like going to the gym? Yeah, like sometimes, you know, you do so much energetics uh, uh, work and growth that you're going to find yourself in a, oh, I'm tired, exhausted a little bit period before you go up again. Is, is that sort of what we can use as an analogy? Oh, that's a fantastic analogy. I hadn't thought about it. Um, it, it is. It, 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 I love that. It is that. And it's a period of rest, but it's, 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 it's so interesting energetics wise. Because when you change internally, right? Because life is a manifestation of our inner reality. That's a law of the universe. So when you change internally, your external reality has to change to catch up. Now, sometimes yes. this means that all of the things that we desire can just flood through, right? And that's that fun period where we experience exponential growth and you're like, yes, all of the contracts are being signed. And sometimes you're going up to the way that I do the energetics work, because I'm probably slightly insane, is that I love to go fast and I love to have big goals and I love the illogical and I love the unrealistic. And I love the fact that I'm just like this tiny little woman that no one expects. And I like, like, that's really, that's really fun for me. Like, this is the way that I've always been. I've always been a little bit like this, right? So if you're someone that chooses a big unrealistic goal, then that's fun for you. It's not the other way. Some people like slow and steady and that's fine as well. There might be a phase of destruction. And what that is, is everything in your life that is a match to who you were needs to fall away. And so sometimes um, when we do this energy work, it can feel a lot worse before it gets better. And I'm going to name yeah. some things that fall away because I know you're going to relate to this. Yeah. Friendship groups types of clients that used to be in resonance to you and then no longer in resonance to you or what, what the prices that you're charging, yeah. right? Yeah. Relationships yeah. is such a big one. Homes. 
And it's very painful. It's very painful. And so we have to hold compassion for self as we go through that. Because it's frightening, especially when you get to the higher levels of abundance, right? The work that I'm doing now isn't because my life is bad and I want it to get better. My life is great. My life is great. And I know there is more. And I'm the type of person that is dedicated to higher levels of mastery and more. So when I let go of things now, I'm not letting go of bad things. I'm letting go of great things. And no one quite prepares you for that. And no one quite has that conversation, but it is part of it. Thank you for that. And, you know, as you were talking about that energetic shift that happens as you rise to higher vi vibrations and frequencies, there is that process of shedding. You're shedding parts that simply no longer match up to that resonance. That doesn't mean that they're bad or wrong or less than. It just means they're different. And, and it's like I always like to I bring in another analogy. It's like... When you were 14 years old, you bought yourself your favorite pairs of shoes and you adored these shoes and you took them out and you polished them and you made sure you never stepped into a puddle. And when people complimented you, you were like, oh my God, these shoes are so amazing. Two years later, the shoes don't fit. They still look great, right? You have amazing memories with them. You still appreciate and respect them but they just no longer fit your foot. And if, if, if you try to force them, guess what? It's going to be extremely painful. You're going to be damaging yourself. And so you go through a process of detaching from these shoes or from the relationship or whatever else it is. And I can, I can testify to that because I'm also someone that over my past years, I've gone through crazy growth. Like to the people that I once was hanging out with 10 years ago, I'm unrecognizable completely. I changed almost everything about myself. And, and there was a great deal of loneliness that I've experienced time and time again because I outgrew people. And it's not like I said, oh, I don't want to hang out. But it's like I came back and the people were still there where we were four years ago. And I'm over here and I'm like, it's just not exciting. It's just not inspiring. And, you know, talk about boundaries. You mentioned this earlier where I get a lot of inbound requests, both professionally and personally. And in the, in the past, I would have said yes to everything because I didn't want to upset anybody or hurt them. Now I'm like, no, no, no. I say way more no than I say yes because it's just not a fit. And so I think to myself, What's the point of me going there to pretend that I'm a nice guy and, you know, have a, have a be part of this group, but actually I don't want to be there. I'm not inspired. The whole time I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, why the, why the hell am I here? I'd rather be by myself, uh, read a book, do something, you know, or spend time with my wife to be that's nourishing and enriching. I don't want to do stuff that doesn't enrich me. So thank you for sharing that. And I think a lot of our listeners can resonate with that. I do want to ask you, since we're at the topic of uh, the laws of the universe, what are some go-to resources that you can recommend to people, books, courses, videos, or other things where you'd say, take a look here to learn more about these uh, laws of the universe and how to implement them into your life? 
Um, anything by Bob Proctor. The book, The Science of Getting mm. Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. The book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles is the Bible. <laughs> it's like the simplest laws of wealth. Yeah, like I read it and I read it and I read it and I read it and I read it. Can I, I've got a free resource. Can I say it here? Yes. I've got a course manifestation um, on manifestation. It's called Manifest with Ease. I go through the shamanic laws of the universe. I literally couldn't tell you anywhere else that is because I teach the laws of the universe differently because of my shamanic training. Mm. So you've got more of the conventional mainstream laws that you hear, which is um, Bob Proctor, Wallace D. Waddles, Earl Nightingale, like all of these people. They're old, old school. Oh, oh, do you know who's brilliant? Neil um, Neville Goddard. Sorry. Neville Goddard. Oh, I love him. Li I love Living him. in the Wish Fulfilled, yes. Brian Scott on YouTube, uh, loads of meditations and resources. Um, but then if you're interested, if you're curious in the way that I do it, I've got a course which is called Manifestation or Manifest with Ease. And I go through the shamanic laws of the universe. And that's actually how Where... I built. Can I give that to you? Abby? Can we find where can we find that? Can we get, get people, give people access to that? Because I would much rather have them go through your way of doing because it, it sounds like you've taken all that in, refined it, given it a bit more of a practical spin so that people can use it and apply it to their business. So I can send you a link. It's a free course. It's a four or five day course. I can't remember now. I think it's four or five days. Wow. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, really powerful. And it's the foundation for me, it's the absolute foundation of energetics. And once you've got that, then you can start fine tuning and fine, fine tweaking. Mm. Um, I'll send you the link and then you guys can, can have a listen and drop me a message and ask me questions and be like, Han, like this was such a big aha moment for me or Han, I don't quite get that. I really love to hear from people, especially if you're, you're doing this work in the world. Because here's something that I believe, and I feel like, Mario, we're going to be on the same page about this as well. It's like people think that, oh, I'm going to do the laws of the universe, or oh, I'm going to work on myself. And they think it's this really floaty thing. But I believe that the revolution, that the real change in the world, systems actually changing, has to start from this, right? When we learn to master the self, and when we learn how to master possibility, you realize that there is nothing too big. There is nothing too big. And also another law of the universe, which is a law of opposites, means that every problem has a solution, right? And we think that if the problem's really big, then there can't be a solution. And right now the world has got a lot of big problems, right? So we need a lot of people that are willing to be bigger than their bullshit, develop this inner mastery to solve high level, world level problems. And I believe in mentoring those humans. That's what I'm here to do. I love it. <laughs> I am 100% in alignment and it speaks, it speaks into who you are being in this world. And I think that's the key word. A lot of entrepreneurs are too linear trying to solve problems uh, and, and look for solutions with their linear analytical mind. And oftentimes the question that I ask clients or myself is like, who am I being for this situation to be the way that it is? And, you know, when I have an argument with someone in my family, I say, oh, they said that to me. They were toxic. I can hear my mind. And I'm like, well, who am I being here? Oh, I'm being a victim. I'm being weak. I'm being small. 
And then, then I ask myself, is that the man that I want to be in this world? And the answer is no. And I know exactly what I need to do then. Step into big Mario. Like, and that means be compassionate, speak with love. Yes, set the boundaries and be clear, but seek resolution and seek peace. Don't seek to be right. And that has changed the game for me so much. And from what you have been sharing here today, Anna, um, you clearly are a testimony and an embodiment of that. So I'm so, so excited that you got to share all of this uh, with our listeners today. And uh, I want to ask you, what's the best way for people to learn more about you and connect with you to maybe share some of their insights about this conversation? Send me a message on Instagram. I do have a LinkedIn. I'm not very good at using it. So send me a message on Instagram. <laughs> You're far more likely to get response. And I love hearing um I love hearing from people on Instagram. Download Manifest with Ease. Feel it. See, if you're one of those kind of people that like I am, where you feel in resonance to someone and you want to talk about ways to work together, the best way is that you just send me a message. We've got so many ways, we've got so many things. There are so many possibilities it's more about finding correct fit and appropriate service to you and your needs i love that i love that so much anna thank you so much this was a powerful conversation you dropped a lot of knowledge uh, bombs uh, the good kinds and um i will be sure to link all of the the links in the, the, the episode show notes. And then for those of you that want the course, uh, the free course from Anna, please uh, email me. I will also leave my email there and I will uh, send you her, her course. Uh, I myself will go through this course myself. I wanna see it, I wanna experience it. Uh, there's definitely things there for me to learn and to upgrade. Anna, thank you so much for sharing your time and the space with us today. And I look forward to having you back in the future. Me too. Thank you so much, Mario. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed it as well. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the Zempreneur podcast, and I will see you on the next episode.